Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday or whatever day you're listening to, I hope it's going great. And let me fill you in on my weekend. I did absolutely nothing except stay home, do my laundry, clean my closet. I also was working on my merch. And by working, I mean just like sketching ideas and trying to design it myself. It didn't go very well. I got frustrated because my vision wasn't transcribing to my art, but I think I'm going to have to hire someone to design it. But who knows? I think I was just in a funk, so I'll try again next weekend or sometime, but it's coming. It's coming soon. I just wanted to be a certain look and um when it comes to clothing I I'm very picky and if it's going to be a shirt that's going to represent Unbreakable Latina then it has to be something that I love not something that I like if that makes any sense but it's coming on this week's episode I have Sofia also known as Corporate Pero Latina on Instagram and on TikTok she is bringing Sazon to the tables that matter. She's a Latina content creator, podcast host, hilarious, and also my New York bestie. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Here is Sophia. So Sophia and I connected on, I don't even remember. Was it TikTok or Instagram? I don't know, but I found you on TikTok. <laughs> I think we like followed each other on TikTok and then one of us probably went to follow the other one on Instagram and that's when we started like talking yeah and Sophia like I just saw your TikToks I thought they were hilarious and I was like this is so cool like no one has ever done this I thought it was so unique and just relatable because I felt a lot of the things um you you feel you felt during like working in the corporate world even though I don't work in the corporate world but I used to I know but I think it's honestly relatable to so many people like I don't even work in corporate anymore and I still make videos that are technically like for the corporate niche working in like an office environment or that sort of um, like hierarchy, you know, where there's like systems and all this shit. What made you start posting on TikTok? So I actually started my TikTok because a friend was like, um, you should start a stock talk. And I was like, what the fuck is a stock talk? <laughs> and so she knew that I was like really into like the stock market and well, like the basics. Right. But I liked talking about it and like teaching people about it and whatever. And she was like, oh, it's like filled with all these men, like mansplaining shit. Right. And not like or not even explaining anything, just talking about trends in the market and everything. And she like had found this girl on TikTok that had like a big following and she like made it easy to understand she was like you should do this like there's so much potential right for growth all this shit and I was like okay cool whatever but I joined and she just knew that I had the potential <laughs> to go viral I guess she knew there was a yeah, star in like, front of her she, yeah <laughs> so um I like posted a video but it was more about like it was like one of those green screen ones where um 
the heading was like, oh, less and less Latinos are investing because they don't have like money mentors or something like that. My first video that ever went viral. And I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. You're like, I'm famous now. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Put in my resignation. Shit. I got like a couple thousand followers from that when I started posting. And but then I like didn't enjoy it as much. It wasn't content that I genuinely liked to do. I was like, all right, how do I like make this educational and entertaining and whatever? And I'm all for like trying to teach and make things simple. But on TikTok, I feel like I just wanted to like post funny shit. <laughs> I like kind of slowed down and because I wasn't growing anymore. And I was like, all right, this is bullshit. Like I'm never going to get to like the... 2030k where you're like actually an influencer and whatnot i just like never saw it happening so i was like okay whatever and i just started using it more as like so many people do where you're just like scrolling through the free uh the for you page like started following some accounts and for months i, I would like post here and there but it wasn't really anything serious <laughs> and i think last fall I, I was following like a bunch of corporate creators right like the corporate natalie um jenna hushka i think is her name so she had she like did this video where it was like oh when your coworkers ask you what you did on the weekend and it was like nothing like low-key and then it like flips to a scene of you like parting it up and it was back and forth shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like perreando and it was like that video went very viral and got me a bunch of followers but and then like a week later I did a video with my brother which was like oh the diversity hires or whatever and it was like this whole skit where we're like having a conversation with like broken English and that got me like a huge wave of like Latino followers which is what I wanted right so the first one got me a bunch of like um I guess, corporate followers, but I think throughout the last few months, I've been losing followers, actually, because sometimes when you have... Really? Yeah, sometimes when you have a video that goes viral, but it's like, for example, with me, when like a dating one or a just strictly corporate goes viral, sometimes I get a lot of new followers, but they might not be Latino. So I do a lot of content where I incorporate like latin songs or like i speak spanish or whatever so then when they start realizing that i think they start unfollowing me it actually kind of sucks when you go viral because it gives you that like dopamine or whatever right where you're like oh shit i got it you're like yeah i've cracked the tiktok code and then you start posting more and none of them go viral and you're like barely getting any views so you kind of lose motivation i think so it's hard to like keep that up. Yeah, I was telling my brother that the videos that I actually think about and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do this and I plan it and I, you know, like the lighting, everything, nothing happens. The videos that I do like, oh, I should do this and it's like lighting's terrible. Like it's not the greatest work. It's not my greatest acting, but they go viral and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Hey guys, I just want to take a quick little break to let you guys know that I have partnered up with Amazon Music. Amazon Music is giving my listeners a 30-day free trial. You can get yours today by going to getamazonmusic.com slash unbreakablelatina. 
Once again, that's getamazonmusic.com slash Unbreakable Latina. I will link it in the show notes. Okay, so I just jumped into your content creation journey, but can we back up a little and tell us where you grew up? What did you major in? So I grew up in Laredo, Texas, which is a border town in Texas. I started college at Texas State which is like in the outskirts of Austin. But during my sophomore year of college, I was actually just like very unmotivated and I felt like I needed like something exciting. I I have that like five-year itch and I guess like high school was very exciting and whatnot, right? And when I was in college, like it just wasn't happening. I didn't like it as much. And I was like, I need something exciting, like a big change, like this isn't enough. So I did this national student exchange program and I was supposed to be in New York City for a semester. And this program was like, you can go anywhere in the States for a semester and you get to pay in-state tuition. So I was debating between New York City and Hawaii. So I always wonder like, what my life would be like now if I had gone to Hawaii. I wonder if I would have, I wonder if I would have gone and like stayed there too. That's how I came. And then after, well, the first day I like cried myself to sleep. I was so homesick. And I think that whole first month was so hard with the adjustment. And it was like a culture shock and everything. So I really didn't think that I could last like, the whole semester I was freaking out like oh my god I don't think I like it blah 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 but then you know I started like making some friends my brother was living here in like a different neighborhood and stuff and I just like fell in love with the city I think you know when you don't grow up in New York City you come here and there's just like so much opportunity so much more that you're exposed to coming from a small town in Texas so I just like love that And I felt like I needed more time to explore everything that the city had to offer. So I just shocked my friends and family in Texas. And I was like, hey, by the way, um, I'm staying (laughs) for good. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been here for almost seven years now. So did you, you graduated from New York? The school that I came to in New York City was Queens College. So I just finished school there, yeah. And then you graduated. Did you have a job lined up? Yeah, it's funny. Like, when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a dance. Like, I, I, I used to say that I wanted to be a dance choreographer and, like, have my own dance studio. Like, just be, like, in the performing arts world. Um, but then I, like, had this epiphany I guess that's what it's called right like yeah the realization <laughs> like a movie moment I had an epiphany yeah yeah I'm like, <laughs> I had an epiphany my senior year where I was like all right like I do not want to be a struggling dancer because I knew that if I really tried like I could pursue that but I didn't want to be a struggling dancer I didn't want to go back to like that lifestyle that I lived when I was very little and like seeing my parents struggle and everything and I was like no 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 like I'm trying to like make the big bucks and shit right of course I picked accounting <laughs> so, were you good at math or is just random that's literally why I picked accounting I, I was always like really good at math 
And it's funny because accounting is like not really math at all. Graduated with an accounting degree. Fun fact, I have a minor in sociology. <laughs> Love people. <laughs> so during college, I joined this business organization called Alpha. And I feel like if I hadn't joined that, it would have been way harder to actually get any internships or like full-time jobs. So I went to a business convention when I was, I think, about to be a junior or something. And I got an internship at a CPA firm um, at one of the big four accounting firms. That was like my big main goal in college, like to start my career at a big four accounting firm. Because once you have that on your resume, it's like the stamp of approval, you know, where you go anywhere else and they're like, oh, okay, she's like willing to put in the work. And they're like recognized globally, all this shit, right? So yeah, I did two internships with them. And then I started full-time with them in their advisory practice. But then after, I think during the pandemic, that's what, when I kind of like, not that I fell out of love because I was never in love with it, but I just started thinking more about what I really wanted to do in the future and stuff. And I would look at all the managers and directors, the one female partner we had and their lives looked nothing like what I want my life to look like in the future. So that was like very eye-opening for me. Cause I'm like, if I want to get to that point, then I'm going to have to sacrifice like other things. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look for something else. And I wanted to get more into like the finance industry rather than accounting. And then I left KPMG and I got a job as a financial analyst and I was there for five and a half months. And I think that's when... Is that the one that, that you quit? Yes. So that's when I started posting a lot on TikTok. Because when I started working that financial analyst role, I, I was also going through like sort of a breakup <laughs> from a situationship. Those hurt the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> So I had just started that job. I was going through this like sort of breakup and I was just using, a, using it as a distraction. But then that's when like those videos started going viral. And then I was just like, um, after, like shortly after that, I started hitting my job and I started posting a lot about it on TikTok. And I feel like everyone that was following me like knew how badly like I needed to quit. So everyone was like very invested on like what I was going to do. So I think TikTok kind of gave me that like push, you know, because I also wanted to be that person that could maybe inspire someone else to actually be like, no, you know what? Like, I don't want this kind of lifestyle. Like, I'm going to look for what I want and I'm going to get it or, you know. So yeah, I only lasted five and a half months there. My manager was so surprised when I quit. She couldn't believe it. I was like, what? <laughs> You're shocked? So um, so you quit your job and you also have a group called Corporate Pero Latinos. When did you start it? At what point in your journey did you start that group? So yeah, I started the group in November last year. So this was like all happening at the... Yeah, so let's say like those big videos happened like early October I think I have it all like timeline. 
I've gone back to check. <laughs> I've gone back to check. So like those videos blew up in like early October. But I was feeling very, very disconnected from like what I wanted to do. I was very disconnected in terms of like oh, what I was doing with my life and also from like my Latinidad, right? Like I was losing it. And I have like friends from you know, before I created the Corporate Latinos group, but not many that are Latinos. Like, it's a different kind of bond, right? That you create with people who know your culture, who can relate to like how you grew up, all these things. So I created that group in like late November, but it was crazy because I posted a video and I just was looking to get like a few friends out of that, right? Like, let's go for happy hour like 10 of us and you know I might end up being close to like three of you and that's cool but I'll have people that I can relate to and that I can go like dancing reggaeton with on a weekend night or something like that so yeah it happened but then now it's like over a thousand people in the group now there's a guys group too so it's huge and now at this point it's it's kind of hard to manage all on my own, which like I just, I like, I'm still posting events and stuff like that, but there's no way that I can like personally get close to every single person. And it's kind of hard because sometimes people like will DM you, right? And I mean, I'm sure you get it. You've gotten like huge waves of, of new followers, right? Especially on Instagram. Yeah, because I feel like on Instagram, that's where people will like slide in your DMs more. And a lot of people like will message you and it's hard because you want to reply to everyone but it's also hard to like have a full-on conversation with everyone because it's just you know there's only so much of you (laughs) that can go around so you quit your job did you have a job lined up no how did it feel to like not like coming from all this structure to just not having a job I think how long did you last without a job it was not that long right I know this girl actually made fun of me when I was like oh my god, like, how am I supposed to go back to, like, a nine-to-five when I'm, when I've been unemployed? She was like, girl, you were unemployed for, like, five seconds. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, because I remember, like, your video, and you were like, oh, I'm unemployed, I have no plan, and... So I gave my two weeks notice. That's when I posted the video where I was like, I just quit without a backup plan, right? And I was about to, like, travel to Mexico, so that was also stressful, because I was like, oh shit, I'm trying to like spend quality time with my family, but I also need to like get interviews and stuff because I can only be unemployed for so long. I had like enough in my savings to be unemployed for like a month and a half, if I'm being honest, without having to take out like anything from like whatever I have invested. So I was like stressing and, but also like it was such a big relief when I quit. So I didn't regret it. But it took me, I was unemployed for exactly four weeks. I will say, though, that I didn't, since I didn't have the money to be unemployed for longer without stressing about, like, needing a job, I didn't think it through as much. And it's, like, weird to talk about it because, like, It's not something I regret. And the job that I have right now is very chill. And it allows me to 
have a lot more mental freedom and like a lot of more a lot more free time to do other things but it's just like I don't see myself being there for too long either so when people ask me like oh my god do you like love your new job now I'm like not really but it's better than the life that I was living on my other job yeah but now I like joke around saying I'm like the HR lady but I like gave myself that name so you so you you quit your job you started your podcast so yeah I quit my job that same day I'm like so impulsive because I I used to be (laughs) I used to be that person that like planned everything to the T and like very risk averse and I'm all like I'm always thinking about the future right and like what consequences I might have for doing this or whatever nowadays I'm like you know what I'm just living my life whatever happens happens I can't control everything so I think that's when it started because I was like hell no like I'm not about to remember my 20s like this and it was it would be like working at a job that was like soul sucking just to be able to say that oh I'm a girl in finance you know and then you know having friends but not not those friends that you can really relate to as much and where I was like sort of losing my um culture and who I really was so all these things and I was like okay yeah no that's not not it so that's when I started wilding out (laughs) and I quit I I started my podcast that same day because I had been I had been like flirting with the idea but I was like no I don't know if anyone would listen to it and like what will I even talk about like all this shit and I didn't even know how to um but this one guy had told me like a week before he was like oh check you should check out this app you don't even need the mic and the headphones and whatever he's like you can just start on the phone and then you know if it starts growing or something then you can invest on like equipment or whatever you want so I was like "Hmm." and I just knew that if I started it that same day when I quit it would get some momentum so I was like gotta be strategic here but I didn't always planning you want to relax but then you're like planning two steps ahead I'm still like but I didn't think about all the future episodes right I was just like oh this is it like whatever blah blah blah. but then I was like oh shit now I have to keep pushing out episodes every week like what (laughs) and like the editing stuff I I had no idea how time consuming like podcasting was especially when you have guests right like I've told you the editing sucks you do it on your own is so easy like the episodes I record on my own yeah I'm like deleting editing as I go and I'm like oh that sounded dumb like like Like, as you're recording right it's like all right let me cut that or whatever or I'll repeat something like three times until it sounds right but I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that yeah I know and sometimes like I have a friend who was like, oh, it's, it kind of sounds like you're just like reading sometimes because it sounds so like clear. I'm like, well, sometimes I kind of am. <laughs> you're all, I'm a natural, that's why. Yeah. I was born for podcasting. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, I think I took on too much at once. So I did get kind of overwhelmed a couple of months ago. 
because I was starting a new job. I started the podcast. I was still, you know, I've been pushing out like TikTok and reels and whatever content since forever, like two to three videos a day and like being super active on like my Instagram stories, trying to like still make time for like my friends and family, all this shit. And for yourself, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit. Like, I was like totally neglecting like exercise. I'm like, there's n- ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> like there was a week where I got sick and I literally thought it was because I was just, I had so much coming from everywhere. And like, I also had like the corporate Latinas group that I was like planning events for and like meeting others like on the side and so it was just a lot and it it I've always been I've always had trouble saying no so if someone is like hey like I'd love to connect with you if you want to have drinks whatever I'm like yeah for sure but then sometimes I'm like oh shit I'm doing something every single day I know I see you and I'm like how does she have energy but then I remember you're also younger than me (laughs) I know yeah like I'm like I know right (laughs) I know you're old no yeah it's funny people sometimes think that I'm like 30 or in my 30s because I guess I just give that impression but just living life I guess it's just the fact that I'm like still in my 20s that gives me that much more energy to be able to like always be out and about but I also like I love being social yeah so that's why it's not that I don't want to say yes to people like I usually want to say yes but sometimes I have to just be like all right now like I can't go to that because I need to sleep (laughs) yeah so with your content creation do you plan your content or is it like spur the moment type of thing um I think I definitely cannot like batch create I know a lot of people do that um, I had a conversation with another creator, Jorge Alvarez. I don't know if you follow him. Yeah, um, I think I do. Where we were talking about this, and he actually told me like the term, right? That I'm a, an intuitive creator. So with me, it's like in the moment, I'll think of something, and I'm like, all right, like gotta set up my phone, and I'll, like I have to record it like right there. So I, unless I'm like with people who I would be comfortable telling, like hey, do you mind if I record something real quick? I don't do it because I, that's one thing that I've, like, I keep telling myself, like, I don't want to become that person that's just, like, all about, you know, influencing or, like, consecration, whatever. So, yeah, I won't do it. But it was a lot easier when I was working from home because, you know, you can quickly, like, record something in a few minutes and then you edit it later or you post it right there and then. But now that I now I go into the office every single day. So it's so hard. Like sometimes I'll be working and I think of something or like for a, a new trend or something, whatever. And I can't record it. I have to wait until I get home. And so now I've had to get into the habit of like recording at least like three to four videos over the weekend so that I at least have something for like early on the week right and then maybe Monday after work I record one for like Wednesday or but yeah it's like harder now in terms of that and I also 
just like do so much on the weekends that sometimes I have no time to like record videos so that's when like I mean I don't know if like anyone would notice but sometimes like I post random things like <laughs> on TikTok you're like stuff. I want to stay relatable <laughs> yeah I'm like so for example like those videos where I'm just like walking like I'll be like walking to the train and I just record myself like ranting something but I'm like all right but this is like things that people can relate but to funny. but it's just not really like my typical content I guess I mean I like it because I feel like it's so organic and you, you're not like trying you're just being yourself and like for me <laughs> those those are the ones that people like engage with more for some reason like my stories if I post something on Instagram people are like messaging me and I'm like I can't keep up <laughs> like the other day some yeah girl right yeah some girl messaged me and she's like you haven't answered my DM I'm like uh not <gasps> to say that I'm famous but <laughs> it's hard but you are but I am no so so when you started creating did people that didn't know that you were creating like start like messaging you like hey like I saw your TikTok or were you ever afraid that your boss was gonna see it to this day I go to work thinking that like that's gonna be the day that I get fired (laughs) there are so many like big creators who they're like oh no my like my boss knows about it or my team or whatever but it's obviously like fictional like these accounts are very much like fictional or um they'll put like not affiliated to my employer all that shit right but my content is like half and half like there are a lot of videos that I create where it's it's like not really relatable to my work life anymore but I know that it's relatable to other people so I make it because it just like I get the idea Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's funny because people take it too seriously right and I'll post something and they're like oh no like why are you doing that to yourself or something and I'm like but do you think I'm working till 10 p.m um I don't think so (laughs) this is not my life yeah I'm like I've been out of work were you ever afraid that your bosses were gonna see it yeah because a lot of my content is like me talking about my like struggles with work or with my boss or not so much anymore but I used to like talk shit about my manager's managing style right at my other job and so I was always scared that she would find my content because I was constantly like talking about it and just like venting um in terms of my coworkers, some so a few of my coworkers from kpmg like their friends like sent my video to them or something as like oh this is relatable (laughs) um but once i was out of kpmg so they would just text me and be like oh my god like i just found your tiktok whatever and i'm like okay cool um i just realized you're not following me (laughs) yeah but i think when i first started posting you know when when you don't have like a big platform yet you feel cringy and I don't know if you felt that too but like before before I reached 10k on TikTok and before I reached like a thousand followers on Instagram everything that I was posting I was like oh my god is this cringy like and I'm like if my friends or my coworkers or anyone finds it they're gonna be like um okay I don't know I I just like used to care more about what other people would think 
but I think I'm sure you've experienced experiences too as you like start posting more and like just putting yourself out there you just like don't give a shit like now I could be surrounded by people yeah I could be surrounded by people and I'm like hi guys <laughs> and I just like whatever <laughs> hi this is my Monday morning outfit <laughs> no but um I think my only concern is that like my current um coworkers or boss will find my content and think that it's like um about them but you know just like me negatively talking about them but a lot of it is fictional like and then at my current workplace they care a lot about you like being the face of whatever organization right or like you're always representing us and whatever so I know that if they were to find my content it would be a problem and they would probably ask me to like delete my platforms or make them private and so I would quit like 100% I told, yeah I've told my siblings before I'm like oh yeah like I would not give all this up just for this job it's not like my dream job now so you had this plan you were gonna have a secure job and then you had the epiphany that this just wasn't for you um how does it feel to like own up to the fact that your plan just didn't go as it as you planned it took a lot for me to be able to like get over the fact that I was no longer that so when I started my new job and people would ask me like what do you do for work I would say I'm an HR but I used to be in finance like I would always mention the fact that like oh I used to be in finance but now I do HR or I used to work here but now whatever it's just like I needed them to know that you're like I have accomplished more than this <laughs> it's, yeah exactly you're like it's a different reaction that you get when you say, oh, I'm a financial analyst at this like trendy company. Then like, oh, you know, I work at HR. I work in HR at like a business or whatever that like people might not even know. So that that was the hardest part because I just like, I don't know, I guess it it like gave me um external validation and so i had to get over that to be like all right i don't need that external validate validation because i'm living the life that i actually want now like the lifestyle because before you know i loved talking about what i did for a living but i hated the day-to-day so <laughs> how does that help me? Was it hard to tell your parents that you were quitting the job that you'd been working so hard? You went to college, you interviewed, you interned, and were they shocked? My dad, like, tried to be supportive. He just, like, had faith that I would figure it out and, you know, find something. He was concerned, I think. Not mad, but... I think he was worried that I was making a decision that, that I was going to regret and then be like, oh, shit, how do I get back? Or, you know, so my mom is still in Mexico. When I told her I was I wanted to quit, she was like, oh, but you have like all these great benefits, like are you going to lose them, all this stuff. Like and then I was taking a pay cut. So she was like, oh, my God, like. But since she doesn't really understand um, like the work life over here. She was just like, all right, like, 
I think both of them were kind of like, as long as you're happy, like, fine. But neither one of them was like, you know, I'm here for you if you need money. <laughs> so I was like, all right, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were both like, all right, well, I guess you'll figure it out. But yeah, I don't have those type of parents that were like giving me the lending hand. <laughs> They're like, you're gonna have to figure it out. So becoming a content creator, I know that you've booked a couple of paid uh, partnerships. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, girl. Get that money, honey. <laughs> Get that money. <laughs> what has your journey of content creating been like, with, like money-wise? I think the first ever brand that reached out to me was a double dating app in New York City that um, they had just launched like recently right in New York City so they were trying to get that like TikTok momentum going and this is when I had like less than 2,000 followers and they were like oh yeah if you just post a video we'll give you like 50 bucks and like it was so quick like I just post it like I did a video that was like a trending sound or something but it was like with the green screen of of the app and they sent me the $50 right away and it was like very easy right so I'm like oh this is great like working with brands is so easy um but after that one like I never got I didn't get another brand deal for like a long time I thought that was just like a one-off and whatever you know like (laughs) so once I started I think once I hit like that 10k on TikTok that's when like that's kind of like your social proof or whatever right with brands <laughs> yeah where you're like hey look now I can actually call myself a micro influencer um <laughs> like in that world but so that's when other brands started reaching out and it was it's very complicated because no one brand uh does their business the same so like I've had some where they ask you for a video, they pay you up front, and then you create the video and you post it. With others, it's the same thing, like they'll pay you up front, but you have to submit the video for approval. And they might come back with edits, they might not, but you have to like wait on them. A lot of the brands do a lot of back and forth when they reach out. I think with a lot of them, the bigger the brand, the more back and forth. So you know, I um, I recently got like the Cliff Bar deal, but with them, they wanted like a whole congrats, <laughs> thank you. Like they wanted like a whole introduction, like through Zoom and stuff, which is fine, right? But it's just like more work because you know you have to like schedule a call and then you're like having the introduction, introduction, talking about your content. You're kind of like selling yourself, even though they're already pitching to you themselves to see if like you can work together and then after that it's like more like email back and forth and then you get the contract and then maybe you want revisions on the contract and but I think the monetary aspect of it is like confusing right because you never know how much to charge and now we have that app Clara for creators where there is some um good information out there but they don't like not enough people have submitted reviews to go and find any brand and see like okay how much they've paid or like I've seen somewhere you know it's a brand 
but there's only reviews from people who have like 500k followers and I'm like okay well that does not apply (laughs) but yeah but it's like fairly new so I'm sure eventually it's gonna get to that point but I still have trouble with um like knowing how much to charge like there's been brands that reach out and there's been brands that reach out and I'm like okay well this is a smaller brand so their budget is much smaller you know than like a bigger one and so sometimes they'll offer me a certain amount and I'm like all right yeah and like it's like easy to fit into my content so I'm like fine you know sometimes $200 is $200 (laughs) but there are other times where I'm like no way there there was a brand that they were like protein shakes that were like um to help they would help suppress your appetite and stuff like that and that's like not at all me um I know like people might put content out like that but I'm very like um against diet culture and all that stuff so I was like no 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 like they would have to pay me like five thousand dollars for me to even mention them you know and and it's also like it would be so hard to fit that into my content I never like (laughs) record stuff like that it's funny because I was I some brand reached out to me but in my gut I just I mean everybody wants money right but in my gut it just didn't feel right and it was funny because I kept asking everybody like what would you do like you know I'm a Latina trying to break barriers in the content creation world but and all these people that are non-Latino are getting this brand deal but because it's a big name you know but then at the same time I'm like my content is so authentic and I've been so true to like my listeners and stuff that it just didn't feel right. I just said no. I was like, no, thank you. It's just not the right fit for me. Two weeks later, I saw all these bad reviews on this company. And I was like, oh, I am so glad that I didn't say yes. Because then it's a reflection of me, you know? So if you were to get enough money out of content creation, would you do this full time? Yes. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> no question asked. Like, when your face is like... <laughs> How dare you? How dare you ask? We always talk about this. <laughs> okay, but not everybody knew. Right? <laughs> I had to get it out of you. What about no, you? I know, but I, I ask because I think having our nine to fives and doing content creation allows us to be picky with what brands we work with. And who was I talking to? I was talking to someone who works like on that other end right like they're hiring content creators and giving them briefs and whatever and she was like you can always tell who are the creators that are making the content for fun or because they like to do it or they're passionate about it and who are the ones that are just chasing a paycheck and it's so true because like I wouldn't I wouldn't like I would 100% do this full-time like I'm waiting for the day that I can quit my head to vibe yeah. to, to be an influencer, to be a lifestyle influencer. No, but you know, just to like do content creation or influencing or whatever. But I would want to like be at a point where like I'm making enough from brands that I believe in, not just like anything yeah. that comes at me, you know? And I do think that there are a lot of full time influencers that might promote 
a product or something just because well they need the paycheck. money yes like i feel like for me mm-hmm. if it became like you're right i wouldn't do like a full-time content creation i'd have like a side hustle like i'm always like i majored in business i don't yeah. work anything near business but i'm always thinking of like how can i make money i need to have something else rather than just content creating because you're right i feel like if i was to do just content creation i'd be like any brand like give me the give me the paycheck because i need to pay my bills have you gotten any hate like on your videos does it affect you do you read it do you block them oh my god so i don't <laughs> get much hate if anything like i'll get a few annoying comments here and there where i'm like all right like you did not pass a vibe check <laughs> but i have <laughs> gotten yeah but i have gotten a few comments here here and there that like have stuck because i'm like whoa that was not at all like the point that I was trying to make and now you're like putting this stamp on me um there was this one video that I posted once I created the corporate Latinos group like the guys group it was like okay like the corporate Latinos group now want to like have some COVID events blah 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 so if you're a Latino in corporate living in New York City like you should join this group and whatever and you know like some guys started joining and commenting like oh yes this is awesome or like oh i wish this was like in la or in like texas or whatever but then i got a comment saying like um all right let me know when you stop uh segregating and i was like um what (laughs) and then someone put oh it's giving classist or something like that because So I got several comments like that where it was like, why are you trying to separate yourselves as like corporate? Because kind of like, oh, you think you're better than like the rest of the Latinos, right? And like, it hit me. But of course, like I go to my close friends and my siblings and I talk about it. And, you know, I just have to like think through it and be like, all right, like, I'm sorry that I'm not Latina Jesus. Like, I can't be doing all this for like, everyone you know I had to pick a specific group and it was the group that I would relate to the most so (laughs) of course I was gonna have this like certain affinity group but those like those comments kind of hurt me because the last thing that I want is to make someone feel excluded but you know you can never you can never get it all right no, there's people for everything and I feel like I've got I got hate on one of my videos that I was talking about something that happened to me that was like microaggressions and they're like, "Oh, oh, why are all these first gen Latinos so sensitive?" And it's your own people. Yes. Honestly, I was like, "Oh my god." But then I remember the moment that I started putting a podcast out that I put myself out there on TikTok. I knew that was going to happen. I read this quote and it said, "Don't let someone that's not building anything give you constructive criticism." And I thought it was so true because usually the trolls or anybody that comments negatively are people that aren't doing shit. They don't even have a picture or anything. I know. It's always the ones without the freaking picture. And I'm like, first of all, like, leave me alone. <laughs> you sir, one, two, three, four, five. Like, I would imagine, like, because you have over, like, 50,000 plays on your podcast or something, right? I'm about to reach 100K. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> But I'm the famous (laughs) (laughs) one. But have you gotten, like, any negative reviews on the podcast that have affected you or, like, have made you question this whole podcasting thing? 
Um, I honestly, I'm really shocked because I, the stars, yeah, I've gotten like one stars, two stars and nobody has commented badly, but I feel like there's been so much good that it outweighs the bad. My podcast has gotten a lot of reviews and I think it's thanks to TikTok because if I didn't post on TikTok, I don't think anyone would have discovered it. It's crazy. Like once you put yourself out there, like I think I posted this video and that's the video that made like people listen to my podcast. It was just like when someone says you're going to start a podcast and they're like, oh, like everybody has a podcast or something like that. And you started, but it does really well. and because it's true. A lot of people when I started were like, oh, you're a podcaster too. And now, not to brag, but people are like, oh, you inspired me to start a podcast. And like, I get messages like that. And a lot of girls have started podcasts. And I love that this community of Latina content creators is just united. Look at me and you. Like, I would have never met you if I wouldn't have gotten on TikTok. No. Now you're drug texting me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my my um long distance bestie <laughs> yeah the way that tiktok can really just help any brand grow is crazy i so you know i have like a separate tiktok for the podcast that like most people have no idea of but i posted a video last week right about that episode and that um that video blew up and I was like I, I was expecting to like get you know a couple thousand views maybe if I was lucky and it blew up I got like tons of new followers and my um my podcast got like tons of new listeners and like plays and whatever so I was like oh shit and yeah it's crazy because I I think I was getting a little unmotivated with the podcast just because I was like I don't know if it has enough pull, you know, to be worth all the work that I'm putting into it. So I was kind of starting to think twice about it. But yeah, after like last week, I was like, wait. And people were like messaging me like, oh, I like I love to come on and talk about this. And um, or I love how accessible it is. Like I wish there were more like Latina podcasters and I was like you should listen to Unbreakable Latina <laughs> and thank you no honestly like someone someone asked me about quitting their job and I I mean you heard yeah me I know part. that's why <laughs> yeah I think and because we also it's like we talk about similar things but also like with different perspectives and stuff or different stories you know they're all interesting at the end of the day so yeah I think that that kind of like re-motivated me to like okay make it even better now or whatever so um what advice would you give someone that's unhappy in their job and had this plan of you know like working the secure job and then suddenly feels like it's just not for them anymore to get out literally like I yeah right like I can give a long ass answer but the short version is get the fuck out like I would say do not waste any more time somewhere where you know that you're unhappy at or that like somewhere where you don't see a future at because at the end of the day like whatever like a job is a job right but I think everyone should do a lot of like um deep digging 
into the kind of life that you want to live and not really like the kind of life that would impress your parents or your friends or strangers. So yeah, it's, I would probably suggest that as soon as you start feeling that way, you start looking for other options and stuff rather than just like waiting until you're miserable and you get to that point where I was like, I need to quit right now without anything lined up because I literally cannot imagine going through another month in clothes. Like every month it was that week that I was like, I would wake up like already panicking. And you know, once it starts affecting your like mental health and stuff, it's horrible. I would like go to sleep and have dreams about work, like spreadsheets and stuff. And it's, it just like takes over and then you take that out on like the people that you have like close in your life and stuff so yeah get out (laughs) so pimp yourself out where can people listen to your podcast follow you on tiktok on instagram tiktok and instagram for the brand (laughs) it's corporate pero latina if you want to follow like the podcast updates or the actual podcast um it's corporate pero latinos on TikTok and Instagram. And then the podcast itself is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I enjoyed recording with Sophia. We talked so much. We didn't run out of things to talk about. And it's so nice to share everyone's journey on their content creation. And just remember that if you had this idea or whatever it is that you've been wanting to do and you're like oh there's so many other people that did it already or they're doing it everyone's different um everyone has different personalities if you want to start a podcast start it uh us latinas need to keep on taking space and creating because there's space for everybody And it's such an honor to be part of this movement that's happening. And I hope you found this inspiring because I found it inspiring as well. Everything happens the moment that you start being intentional about the things you're doing. And if you have a shitty job or if you're not happy with your life, make those changes because life is short and you only live once. Don't forget to purchase your Unbreakable Latina stickers on my website at www.unbreakablelatina.com. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Unbreakable Latina and on Twitter at Latina Podcasts. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye!